315 here on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. You know, I was going through all the headlines today, reading the news. So I like to do, read the news. And there are a lot of intriguing topics that we could go a little deeper into in this period. It's time, this segment. It looks like the president is starting to get pressure to step up the relief efforts for Puerto Rico. I can't believe uh, that President Trump will make the same mistakes that President Bush made following Katrina. There's a lot of references to that. Uh, but so far, the response from a federal standpoint has seemed, hasn't seemed to match the need much. And uh, we're hearing a lot of reports out of Puerto Rico about people in, in dire straits. As Trump said, it's logistically difficult given that it's an island in the Atlantic and everything is destroyed there. But reports also suggest that there's potential for cholera and other diseases to break out and that law and order is breaking down. It's not a good scene down there. It's potentially disastrous politically, but probably more importantly, thousands of American lives are at stake. I think the president is going there next week, which is good, but that could be, that could really turn bad in a hurry. Um, they are Americans after all. Let's remember that. Republicans unveiled the broad strokes of their tax cut and reform plan today. You heard that uh, the, the, the president made his uh, statement on that. Um, they're trying to reduce the number of individual tax brackets from 7 to 3, uh, 12%, 25%, 35%, 35%, which could be good. Uh, but there's also a surcharge for the very wealthy. However, you know, there's just not a lot of details. Um, early estimates are they would add about $1.5 trillion, trillion to the debt. Uh, I don't know how that's going to go over with Republican, staunch Republicans who don't like that. Uh, we've got a long, long way to go in the process. Uh, it's a terrible can of worms because one person's money, money grubbing loophole is another person's economic necessity, as we know. Huge political consequences there for the Republicans if they can't deliver after the whole collapse of health reform. So I, I think that they might uh, be able to get something, but as I said, long way to go on that. I think um, the most intriguing thing I'm seeing today is uh, several city councilors back here in the fine city of Sioux Falls say they want to have the Huther administration make a presentation and answer questions about that once secret, now public settlement over the Premier Center siding. We're going to hear more on this subject tomorrow when our guest is Councillor Christine Erickson and Friday with Councillor Pat Starr. So there's a lot to chat about with them on this issue and others. But I'm encouraged here that the council is pressing for answers. It doesn't really matter whether they agree or disagree with the terms of the deal or not, or whether it's a million dollars or not. It's that they as councillors should be able to get those answers to the questions they have and that we have. For instance, we still don't know when the panels will need to be replaced or if the administration says there's not a plan to do so, but what's the actual prospects here for longer-term replacement? What does that all mean? When in this all started, the city hired a specialist to figure out what happened and what to do. Uh, that report was never released. But, you know, what does it say? That seems like good information for everybody to know as we move forward here. Uh, Teresa Staley, Councillor Teresa Staley says she has questions, all of which seem legit. Why wasn't there a better warranty on these things? How much is it to replace them if we decided to do that? And how much did it cost to hire the lawyers who negotiated the settlement for the city? So, you know, if we hired lawyers that cost us, uh, 
if you hire a lawyer that costs you a, a quarter million dollars to get a quarter million deal, you haven't really made any money on this, have you? So uh, we don't know what the price was, so we'll find out, maybe. Uh, these are some of the questions. I'd like to hear the answers as well. So we'll see where the this whole notion of a presentation or hearing, uh, how that goes over with the administration. Um, but I see this as a, a good development overall. Um, you know, I the city council has to assert themselves in times like these where there is concern or questions about the actions of the mayor, whoever that mayor may be in the future. Uh, you know, we don't know. There's an election coming up in April. This isn't the first time there have been questionable actions by a mayor. You'll remember that Mayor Dave Munson got in very hot water many years ago now in the, his first term, which was about uh, 15 years ago. He was, uh, they, they did some uh, little uh, shifting around of money to pay for Phillips to the Falls and the railroad bridge at Pasley Park. Both good projects certainly have been uh, well received and, and were needed. Um, but they moved money around without telling the council, and that is uh, not appropriate. Um, it got so bad at one point that Munson said he wasn't running for re-election, um, but then changed his mind, and he jumped back in and ultimately won that second term. But in that instance, it took a lot of um, finagling to get the details out. Um, there was a lot of conversation, uh, you know, with, with uh, reporters from the Argus Leader and uh, council people at the time to try and find out what happened and where the money came from. But it ultimately led to more open discussion about the budget and how the money was being spent that was completely appropriate at the time um i would have liked to have seen that process it was a little it was a little uh uh not not shady but behind you know in in dark corners things coming out uh and that sometimes that's the way it has to happen but that's what the council has to do and it's tough because you're talking about a city council that is part-time, uh, that essentially works all the time. It's not just the meetings, it's all the appearances, answering the constituents and, and everything that goes into it, research, because the council doesn't have much of a staff. They don't have the ability to do really their own investigation. So they are left to the staff of the mayor's office, essentially and the administration of city government, all of whom are essentially beholden to the mayor for their jobs. So there's not a lot of, uh, particularly under this administration, there's not a lot of walking out of step with the mayor. You won't hear a lot of dissension amongst the bureaucrats and administrators in City Hall because they don't want to get fired. That's just how it works. But the council needs the information and the so the only way the only way to get it is to ask publicly really if they're not you can ask privately and not get it but they're what's coming out of this process i think and and this is good i believe this is a good thing that 
through this whole controversy over this, what is, you know, is, is the siding on the premier center, whether it's warped, bubbled or whatever, is it really that big a deal? No, it's not. In fact, when it happened, when it first came up, I said, so what? So it looks a little funny. I hadn't, you know, and, and if we're honest with ourselves, most of us didn't know that anything was out of whack. You know, a few people did. Some people who are in the construction trades or uh, folks who paid more attention. I Obviously, Scott Erisman and, and Bruce Danielson, who kind of first brought it to public attention, they, they noticed. But I looked at it and I said, well, so? It looks fine to me, <laughs> you know? Uh, and that could have been it. That could have been it. This would have been long gone. We wouldn't be talking about these things. Um, but the point being that the issue here is not about the siding for me necessarily. It's not about the settlement, whatever the details of it actually are. And you can read it now. It's public. Those aren't the important things here. The important thing is that we do have good government and that we hold people accountable. Which is all to say that nothing good happens in the darkness. Good government, contrary to the claims of Mayor Huther, is not done in secret. He says this is good government. A good deal isn't good government, even if you can justify the settlement as a good deal monetarily, and that is certainly in question. The damage done to the public trust did not, will not, cannot balance those scales. Just trust me, I'm with the government. Doesn't cut it and never has. It's like, it's okay. I'm with the band. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. In fact, you can't trust government. You can't trust the people implicitly who are in government, even good people. Even good people need to answer the questions. So I'm happy to see the council rise up and demand the answers. So maybe next time, whoever is mayor will think twice about trying to conduct the people's business in some dusty corner of City Hall. And that's the bottom line on the PL statement today. Agree or disagree, you can email me at patrick at ksoo.com. You can follow us on the Twitter at P Lally Show. You can find us on Facebook at KSOO. We've got uh, a lot of really good stuff coming up for you today. It's a really good shoe coming up after the news with Uber producer Dan Peters. Mr. Hudson will be in for the Weird Friends segment. And he has this, he's going to reclaim the middle of the road. I don't know what exactly that means yet, but we're going to find out. 
That's all coming up next on The Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Tomorrow morning, 